It is being called a free-for-all. Yeah, our rideshare program right now has a lot of people out on the roads. I didn't realize this. There's more than 11,000 drivers that are doing the ride-hailing service, along with 27,000 food delivery workers. Those are the provincial estimates. So to talk about this and to talk about a potential cap, Gur Amar Sidhu, Uber driver, joining me here on the Joe Bennett Show. Gur Amar, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Rob. How are you? I'm okay. I'm a little confused because I feel like this is a chicken and the egg. We need more ways to get home. We need more people on the road. But at the same time, sometimes, uh, as I mentioned, it feels like it's a bit of a free-for-all for for you guys. Yes, Rob. Uh, First of all, I would like to thank you for having me into the show. Anytime. So the main issues that we are asking for the cap on the drivers, along with that, we are asking also for the pay and fair transparency, as it was mentioned in the legislation. It has been such a hard time to even just make the money to feed your families altogether. I have ample number of examples of drivers who are working 80 to 90 hours in a week. And just to mention it again, it's not a bi-weekly hours, in one week just to make the ends meet. So with all the growing inflation, along with all the expenses that we would have to incur with our vehicles, we desperately need either cap on hours, cap on drivers, just to make the ends meet. That's the biggest issue we are facing altogether right now. Okay, what would you say to the people that say, wait a minute, this is the same group that bypassed and undermined the existing industry, and now you're looking for regulations to make sure that you can stay established. What do you say to the naysayers? The main, the biggest issue I would uh, like to share one of the things with you guys regarding the Uber is lots of time there are some fears where people are charged more, the customer is charged more, and it has been a lesser amount is passed over to the driver. And with all that saying, it's a big discrepancy in the Uber system, and that is leading to the exploitation of the drivers. The main issue is with all the engaged time as the new legislation is coming in, we are going to get paid 120% minimum of the minimum wage just for the engaged time. Just want to give you an example about me. Out of 11 hours and 23 minutes that I worked yesterday alone, I was just on the trips for seven hours. Huh. And that brings down even less than 60%. So if you're only getting paid about the engage time, it is a big urge to the commuters, to the customers as well. We need everyone's help in this. It's the customer's money. If I want to give an example out of it, one of my customers was charged $53, and it was reflecting on my app that Uber charged her $44. Hmm. That's a big thing. I think there might be a little bit of a misconception. Maybe you can help me with this one. It's not necessarily that uh, the driver gouges you. It's actually the surging price that Uber has that that essentially might be the problem here, is it not? Yes, it is. There is a robbing of all the customers. The customers are charged a surge price, whereas that surge price is not passed over to the driver. It's interesting. Along with that, I would also like to share a couple of things if we still have, yeah, still have time. Regarding the transparency, it was one of the issues. 
Along with that, if we compare our things with Seattle, Seattle pays $0.57 cents a minute and $1.10 a kilometer for a particular ride. We are exactly the same scenario with Seattle and on some point even expensive than Seattle, but our pay is $0.33 cents a minute and $0.70 cents a kilometer. That's a big fair transparency going on right here. Along with that, I would like to add, in Seattle since 2020, the payment has been adjusted twice. And we, as an Uber driver for the lower mainlands, we are getting the same pay rates since 2020. With all the inflation, with expenses going up, our pay has still remained the same. Guramar, one final question for you, and I really do appreciate your time and just shining light on this. Some would say that Uber is self-regulating, and the more drivers on the road, the more it's che- the cheaper to be for the user. Some are suggesting that maybe they don't want the government or don't need the government to interfere, and this isn't actually their jurisdiction. Do you, what do you say to that? Uh, the Uber is self-implicating, first of all. And now I just want to talk about the legislation that will answer your question. On March 9th, Uber sent an email to some of the drivers that we are bringing a different kind of structure in which you will be paid 120% of the pay. You will be paid circle compensation bound. It was like the government didn't draft the legislation. The The legislation was drafted by the Uber according to their own terms and were handed over to our labor minister. And he presented it over because the things that came over into the light in November was projected by Uber back in March. So how is that possible? We met our labor minister. It was a welcoming meeting. But at some point, we were a bit confused if we were talking to the labor minister or one of the rep of Uber itself. That's a big issue. We would like you to cover us all together. And we would also ask for the consumers to help us in this. As they say, that if lesser rides, lesser drivers on the road, it will be more expensive for the Uber, uh, for the Uber customers. That's not the case. Hmm. They're going to still keep the Uber customers charging the same amount of money and then together paying lesser to the drivers. Sounds almost like you're stuck in the middle, according to the way you're explaining it. Guramar, I really appreciate your insight today. I think it takes a lot to come onto a station and, and call people to the carpet on this. So thank you for making time for me, and we'll continue to follow this story. Thanks a lot, Rob. Thanks a lot for having us in. It's my pleasure. Guramar Sadu.